Welcome back guys and on today's episode we are going to do Microsoft's quarter for earnings that they reported July 2019. We're also going to try a new way to do these episodes so I hope you guys enjoy it. So let's begin. Alright guys like always this is going to be a two-part episode. The first part is going to be today's episode where we're going to take a look at the earnings call, earnings transcript, and all the information that was posted to us in the Microsoft Investors site. Next, on the second episode, we're gonna take a look more deeply into the financial numbers and compare them to previous, previous values. So all the information I collected today was either taken from the Microsoft Investors website, or I also used Seeking Alpha to get analysis, future analysis, and transcript of their earnings call. So make sure to check them out if you guys wanna go into full detail. So right off the bat, we're going to talk about the main hitters revenue. So revenue was $33.7 billion for this quarter, and it was a beat by $920 million. Diluted earnings per share was $1.71, and it beat by $0.50. Cents. Both of these are good surprises, so for that, I'm going to have to give one point to Bull Solo. Next, we're going to take a look at revenue breakdown. Revenue breakdown, I think, is so important because it's good to know where the company's total revenue is coming from. You don't want one sector being too strong because what happens if that sector starts to slow down? It starts. It, it would make things pretty bad for the company in the long run. So right here, we can see Microsoft has three sectors. All right, so the three ones are Intelligent Cloud, which is like it's, it's all about the cloud server business, more personal computing, which is more of a hardware where they talk about their laptops, their PCs, their Surface Pros, their uh, Xbox hardware, and all that. And finally, we have productivity and business process. And this is like Microsoft 365, Microsoft Teams. So all the software that's being used to help businesses overall. When you go to work, all those Microsoft softwares that you have are based in this type of sector. I like this a lot. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to give one more point, one more point to uh, Bull Solo over here. Because look, we have three different sectors in this revenue. And all of them are split up pretty evenly. Everything is about everything is eleven billion dollars out of that thirty-three billion. Some are higher than other, and then this is another reason. All three sectors have seen growth year over year, and that's same quarter last year compared to this year. Um, productivity in business was fourteen percent increase. Intelligent cloud a huge nineteen percent, and more personal computing was four percent. Total revenue equaled about twelve percent increase. So that's pretty good, right? Even though more personal computing did not have such a huge impact, um, they don't have 4%, total revenue still increased. So that, that I like it that all these companies, right, they're all split up evenly. So even if one does bad, the rest of the company is still doing good. And that's what I like to do. And that's why I gave an extra point here to Bull Solo. All right, so here we're going to take a look again at revenue breakdown. And these are some of their main sectors. And I just wanted to show you guys here. I'm not going to paste any points on here because it's already broken down in the revenue breakdown. But here we can see percent change year over year. And I squared out, I highlighted the most important ones or the big hitters. We can see commercial booking year over year change 22%. Commercial cloud revenue up almost 40%. That's ridiculous. Office 365 commercial revenue up 31%. Office commercial product revenue down 17%. But I'm pretty sure that's because they're going more to an Office 365 based, based unit. Dynamics 365 revenue up 45%. LinkedIn revenue. So this is pretty cool with LinkedIn. 
which they talk has become more engaged in the past few years, has increased to 25%. Server products and cloud servers revenue increased 22%. Azure revenue increased 64%. Again, look at all these numbers. They're definitely having a strong growth company happen happening right now. Windows OEM of non-pro revenue, so these are the non-pro items, hardware are down 8%, gaming revenue is down 10%, Xbox hardware revenue down almost 50%, but they're getting ready to launch that new system, so that's understandable, right? We're so late in the, in the, in the generation system right now that it's okay to see a drop of 50% in Xbox hardware revenue compared to a year ago. Xbox software and service revenue down 3%. Surface revenue up 14%. So people are still buying their, their, those Surface Pros. So that, I thought that was just a good thing to show you guys so, um, so you guys can see how the overall business is there. There's other stuff here if you guys want to take a look at. And this was posted in their earnings in their earnings slides. So definitely check it out if you want to look more. Next, just quarterly business highlight. This is just a quick overview of the three businesses. So as we saw, right, Office commercial products and cloud service revenue grew 14% driven by Office 365, which revenue growth up to 31%. So here, right, we can see Office 365, which is their new subscription-based Office, um, Microsoft Office, Word, and all that stuff. It's, it's doing pretty good, and they're, they're driving it into that subscription base, which is good. The subscription base just keeps that, that revenue coming in. Office consumer products and cloud service revenue grew up 6%. And Office 365 consumer subscribers increased to 34.8 million, almost 35 million dollars. Here we have uh, subscribers in Office 365. That's a huge number. Like I mentioned, right, LinkedIn grew 25% with record levels of engagement highlighted by LinkedIn sections growth of 22%. So that's pretty good, right? LinkedIn was bought off by Microsoft a few, a few, uh, a few. A maybe four or five quarters ago, definitely um, some time ago, at least two years already, right? It hasn't been that long. Well, they did. And honestly, I'm like, I, I didn't understand how they were going to use LinkedIn in their platforms. But it, I think they're doing a pretty good job. I mean, more people, even myself, are going into LinkedIn nowadays. And it, you can see the level of engagement is a lot higher now compared to how it was before. And that's definitely all thanks to Microsoft. Then dynamic products and cloud service revenue grew 12% driven by dynamic 365 revenue growth up to 45%. That's crazy. Server products and cloud service revenue grew 22% driven by Azure's revenue growth of 64%. The only thing I did see is Azure's revenue previous year-to-year -year growth was, I think, in the 70s. So it does seem like it's a slowdown. But 68% is still such a huge number that, uh, to me, a slowdown doesn't really scare me too much. Enterprise service revenue grew 4%. And if you guys are wondering what the other, you see how they're in parentheses up 6% CC. That's constant currency. Obviously, currency goes with the value of the dollar and the value of everything else. Then now they're doing it with what is respected opposed to if it was a constant currency. Windows OEM revenue grew 9%. So that's pretty good. That means a lot of people are still buying Windows products, Windows computers. Windows commercial products and cloud service revenue grew 13%. Surface revenue grew 14%. Searching advertising revenue, including traffic acquisitions costs, grew 9%. So that's pretty good. More people are, uh, are paying for banks to advertise. Right, Bing is Microsoft's Google search engine. So they use it and they can target ads through there. So that's a pretty, pretty cool way to let us know that's happening.
Next, we have gaming revenue decline of 10% with Xbox software and service revenue down 3%. But this is to expect, right? This generation of Xbox One has lasted so long. It's, it's definitely okay to see this revenue decline in gaming. And we're already expected to get the new gaming uh, generation coming up soon. So especially since the new one was announced, everybody's going to be holding off until next generation. Next, we're going to take a look at future investments. It's always good to know what this company, it's good to know at the now, right? So we took a look at the now and everything seems to be doing good. Now let's take a look at the future and see what this company is doing to increase, to make sure we get the revenue we need. So first, like I broke down into those three sectors, I'm going to break down on those three sectors again. So we have the commercial cloud operating expense. The operating expense increased 8% and is driven by continued investments in LinkedIn and cloud engineering. So again, pretty good, right? This cloud and LinkedIn have both provided strong revenues for them and they're investing in them in, in those expenses. So research and developments and all that to make sure they continue to do well with these products. Then in the intention, in the intention cloud segment, we have operating expense increased 23%. That's an, a decent increase, but it's driven by ongoing investments in cloud and AI engineering and GitHub. So remember, Microsoft also bought GitHub, which is this amazing, this amazing tool that software engineers use. And they gave us a number. And it's ridiculous the amount of people that use this. So again, I believe Microsoft is doing smart things with its acquisitions. Obviously, these were old acquisitions, so I, I'm not going to give them a point for that. But if I was grading it right now and these acquisitions happened now, I would definitely give Microsoft and Bull Solo another point. But since, since these are past acquisitions, I'm going to hold off. Personal computing segment operating expense declined 2%. But that's okay. I mean, there's not much research and development going on here. Here, right, since they have the Surface Pro and they're already in like tier six, they kind of already know how to how to continue and improve those those computer segments so i i think it's understandable to see operating expenses decline two percent but future investments i do like that they are investing in the products that are giving them high high growth right now which is linkedin cloud ai engineering github and cloud again so for that reason i'm going to give full solo another point Next, shareholder equity, they returned 7.7 billion to shareholders and it's up 45% year over year with 4.2 billion in share repurchase and 3.5 billion in dividends. Again, another point for Solo Bull. I mean, what investors does not want them to return to the shareholder? Now we're going to continue looking at the future outlook based on the company. So the company has projected the following revenue breaking down by each sector so the business processor revenue of 10.7 to 10.9 billion intelligent cloud between 10.3 to 10.5 billion and the more personal computing at 10.7 to 11 billion dollars total this equals to about 31.8 to 32.4 billion dollars just in perspective right so this is somewhere let's just say 32 billion flat right so that's in between Last quarter was 29, almost 29 billion flat. So that would be an increase of 3 billion year over year quarter one. So that would give you a, at least a 10, 11% increase year to year. And look, Microsoft says for the, for the financial year of, two, of 2020, Microsoft still expects double digit revenue. So this double digit revenue is good. We're, we're seeing it here. We're going to see it here in quarter one. So that's definitely good numbers. And again, for that and other point, I, I'm pointing at the wrong way. It's definitely, I'm pretty sure I'm, I have them in this way. 
another point for Will Solo here. I forget how many points he's at. He might be at five points right now. But those points might not matter because it all depends on the price of the stock if I still find value to it. So now we're taking a look at outlook based on analysis. Outlooks based on analysis are the following. So for 2020, they projected earnings per share to be $5.23. $5.23 would give you a forward PE ratio of 26.13. June 2021 gives us an June of 2021 gives us earnings per share estimate of $5.91. So $5.91 would give a forward PE ratio of 23.11. So these numbers aren't too bad. They're not horrible, right? But with 2020's $5 and 23 earnings per share, I would value I I feel that there would be strong value at anything below 25 times PE ratio. So with the 25 times PE ratio, that gives this stock price $130. So right now, even though Solo the Bull got Bull Solo got all the points, the company is doing good. So the company is definitely worth investing. But for me, it's not worth investing right now because of the price range. But I believe if the price range goes below anything, anything below 130, I would be an investor. Anything above 130, I would hold off right now. If I want to get some skin in the game, that's okay. I might buy some some shares now, but I definitely would not go on a full position. So I hope you guys like this whole thing right now. We're able to see if you guys saw the main sectors I took a look at was revenue, how it compared to last quarter. I took a look at comparable sales, how they did, how it has sales increased. Um, we took a look at revenue by sector. We want to make sure that this company is, is stable among all, all of its sectors and it's not just purely strong in one sector. Company business improvement. So we saw where this company is investing. We also took a look if there was any more information on their debt and acquisitions, but there wasn't too much information on that today, so I didn't take a look at those. And then if shareholders returned, how that was doing. We also took a look at the future, so future outlook based on Microsoft themselves, and then future outlook based on analysis. And all that gave me gave me the answers for the bulls. But like like we saw today, right? So solo um bull solo got the point. So it, this company is definitely pretty healthy and pretty strong. But at the same time, in my opinion, I don't consider it the value at, at this price. So I, like I said, I would buy anything below one thirty, and that's where I'm sticking at. If I wanted to get some skin in the game, if I was scared that this is going to continue being a runner, I definitely would buy a few shares. But I would not buy my normal investor size. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you guys thought of it. Have a good day. Take care, guys, and see you next time.